Hey everyone, welcome to a special episode of Rec Room Comics. I'm Sean. I'm Jesse. And today we're actually going to be doing a movie review. We're going to be discussing Logan. Yeah. So, we just recently saw Logan. Actually, we saw it probably a little while back, in contrast to when we are recording this. But, uh, I mean, yeah, our first impression. Jesse? It was okay. I mean, it was played with... You know what? Fuck it. I loved it. It was fucking awesome. I, I actually, too, thought it was a phenomenal movie. Yeah, I, it was great. I would say it's the best X-Men movie I've seen. I would I would say it's the only X-Men movie to really take one of the X-Men characters and really get it, Deadpool notwithstanding. Well, that's the thing, you know, I, I okay, so I say best X-Men movie I've seen, but, I mean, technically speaking, Deadpool was an X-Men movie. Here's the thing about De- Deadpool. Deadpool was really cool. Um, Deadpool's humor, I'm, I'm, see, and that's the thing, with Deadpool's sequel, I'm very curious to see how they're going to replicate the humor. That's fair. Because Deadpool was very much uh, a comedy superhero movie. Well, yeah, it was, it was a dark comedy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this was a straight up drama, um, and really, really pulled it off with superhero elements, Especially in lieu of, of Hugh Jackman leaving and his departure. Um, yeah, it was really well done. Yeah, I agree. I mean, one of the things I really liked about this is that... I mean, me and Jesse have talked about this before. It's it's not quite Old Man Logan, but it still kind of draws upon that Old Man Logan feel. Yeah, sort of. It's not as it's not as post-apocalyptic, but there, there are no mutants. And the only ones you really see in this movie of of the main X-Men cast and universe other than a couple little cameos are are X-23, Logan and Professor X. Oh, and the albino guy. Yeah, yeah, Caliban. Yeah, but yeah. he's he's whatever. That's fair. Just in case you're listening right now, there probably will be spoilers. I mean, we're recording this, so I don't know if there will be, but we probably will say something that spoils it. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers, uh, I would stop at this point, go see it, and then come back and listen. Mm-hmm. But on that note, yes, like Jesse said, you have you know Charles Xavier, who is now. Can we can we ugh. can we talk about Patrick Stewart? Yes, let's he talk awesome. about him. This was a phenomenal role. Yeah. He was so good in this role. He was great. I mean, he's getting drugged, so he stops having these fucking, you know, attacks, basically, where he seizures out. Well, I mean, he's pretty much playing Professor X with dementia. Yeah. And Patrick Stewart, I mean, the guy can act, for sure. Yeah. But I'm used to seeing him a little bit more dignified. Yeah. In in the characters that he takes on. And it it was really nice to see him... You know, I I mean, I don't want to, like, say it was, like, oh, it was the best Patrick Stewart performance. Wow. But it's, it's, it's always nice to see an actor of that caliber stretch their range. Yeah, totally. And you are getting a different Charles Xavier than you would typically. I mean, you, yeah. you, you have the, the sophisticated, aristocratic kind of Englishman who's, you know, teaching these children how to use their, their, their special powers and things like this. To to uh, 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 Charles Xavier, who is bedridden, reliant on you know illegally obtained medication to keep his dementia from basically going out of control, mm-hmm. and the range that he gets to play in this movie is just it's 
you know, it's from one end to the other. He gets to do all of it, and he does such a good job at bringing this character kind of down to the average person. Mm-hmm. It really humanizes who Xavier is as a character. Well, it does, in the sense of you see him at his weakest. Yes, and you also and get it's... to see him in in, in context. They, they meet up with a family whose horses escape on the highway, and they help them, and they go over for dinner afterward. Yeah. And you get to see Xavier kind of live, you know, in the moment, where he's kind of living this humble, modest, just simple life mm-hmm. just just briefly i think i think that moment was really good for all the characters um hugh jackman also in this movie i think look he's he's someone that has always been good as wolverine yeah i think even in some of the weaker movies uh like x3 uh wolverine origins definitely come to mind Ugh. i think but you know what like as as bad as those movies are I don't think you can really look at either one and say, man, Hugh Jackman is really the problem with these. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Hugh Jackman is the only reason those movies you're able to sit through in the first place. You know what? He showed up for, for what, over over 17 years? Yeah. And, and did his job, did it well, and he got quite a send-off. Absolutely. He got some meat. I, 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 I honestly... Um, he was better in this movie than I thought he would be. Uh, he was kind of on par where I thought he would be. But I think that the way this story is written is that he was given a lot more range with, with yeah. Logan himself. For I mean, sure. you know, the, the thing is, is that, it's one, it stands out because it's called Logan. It's not called, you know, the Wolverine or anything like that. This is Wolverine in his kind of... End days, you know, he's old, he's fucking taking care of Charles Xavier, mm. he's working as basically an Uber limo driver. Oh, I like that. That's alright, and just, it, he, you know, he, he's just trying to make ends meet, mm-hmm. and his grand plan is to basically save up enough money to buy a boat for him and Charles to just set sail and go away, and that's it. That's how he wants to just finish it out. Mm-hmm. But, obviously, a lot of other stuff happens. Involving X-23 and, you know, uh, the the X-Weapon program basically coming coming into fruition. Yeah, she was uh, really good, by the way. Absolutely. So the premise is, is, you know, these children have been smuggled out of this laboratory where they've been experimented on. He ends up coming ac- across, you know, X-23, who is essentially his daughter. Is what there is. She's what his clone. Say. Yeah, she's a clone. You know, so quote, she unquote, is a clone. Quote unquote in, daughter. In, in the comics slash in X Men Evolution, um, the the cartoon series that she originates from, she's she's sort of an X Men Harley Quinn in that sense. That's fair. Where she originated in a cartoon series and then made her way to the comics, became a popular character, and uh, and has now made it to the movies. Yes. Um, so, I believe in her original origin and in the comics, what happened was they tried to clone Wolverine 22 times and it failed, and he couldn't be cloned, but then they switched the chromosome to to make him a female, and that's when it worked. Yeah, yeah. So, one of the things I really liked about that, too, is that Wolverine, I mean, or Logan at the beginning of this is when he first comes across this woman who's trying to be like, oh, help me and this girl, you know, we need to, we need to get away, we need to get to Canada, you know, everyone's after us. 
He's like having none of it. He's like, fuck this shit. I want yeah. nothing to do with this. So the woman offers him like a ton of money. He's like, okay, yeah, okay, maybe. Because now that I can buy that boat, me and Charles can fucking get away. You know, it's it's basically the transporter, mm-hmm. but with Logan. Right. And I think that the, as, as this is progressing, you can see how he's... He's acquiring these like you know these feelings for for X twenty three not in like a romantic way but like a like a fatherly way. It was like he's feeling more obligated to protect her because he's realizing more and more every day that she's so much like him. Mm-hmm. And there's no denying the fact that yes, <clears throat> he's essentially in essence her father because she is a clone of him. Right. You know, even down to like the feral behavior, the way she acts when she goes into like the gas station. You know, it's just her Dude, aggression. That in that actress kicked ass. She was awesome. She was a great actress, man. Like I was, I was hesitant with the whole like, okay, X twenty three as a kid. I was like, oh, no, I don't she know. Was good. She fucking rocked, man. Her she action awesome. scenes and stuff are phenomenal. They've been doing this thing in the comics where Wolverine died died out a few years ago, and X twenty three replaced him as Wolverine. I would be totally cool if they did a similar thing. Yeah, I would movies. be too. And I, yeah. I, I really, realistically speaking, think that's probably if they're going to continue with that kind of Wolverine thing in the X-Men movies, I think that X-23 is the best substitute for Hugh Jackman. Here's While we go through this kind of, you know, grace period of not recasting Wolverine. Here's the thing. I think that recasting Wolverine before this movie would have been difficult. Oh, yeah. I think doing it now that this movie has come out, it's... Uh... You shouldn't touch it for a while after this movie. I agree. I think he's a character that should be, you know, at least the next decade we should wait on and use X-23 instead. No, you know what? But but <clears throat> not only that, but use Deadpool. I mean, Wolverine well, was cool. kind of that, that character that was everywhere, right? That was kind of Wolverine's <clears throat> role in the X-Universe, and it, it seems like Deadpool is kind of taking that over. Yeah, I would He certainly has in the comics. Yeah, totally. And it seems like that's happening now in the movies as well. So, you know, have Deadpool as that character that's kind of in everything. Well, we're going to see that with, like, X-Factor and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. X-Force, I mean. Yeah, are they doing X-Factor or X-Force? I thought it was X-Force. I don't know. It's going to be Cable, Deadpool, but, you know, like, Wolverine being a, a crucial part of all that stuff. Obviously, Hugh Jackman not going to be in I mean, you know what? You can, do, you can do both without Wolverine. Yeah, yeah totally. But I think that... The way this actress was, the way she portrayed X-23, I think this was actually really well done. I mean, you know, with Wolverine Origins, one of the things that I really hated was all the fucking little children in it. And there was just, there was a lot of... I don't even remember there being children in that. Yeah, well, I think Emma Frost is actually one of, like, the the older children. The only time you get to see Emma Frost and Cyclops on screen together in in live action. Yeah, it's just wasted, yeah. Totally. But, like... (laughs) I mean, I was a little hesitant with, okay, X-23 is a kid, but no, she fucking rocked it, man. Yeah, it was, so, it was I, good. Again, the, the premise is, you know, Wolverine gets tasked with his job of taking this kid up to Canada to escape the, you know, the government and this evil organization in Mexico who's been experimenting. Yeah. And, you know. Richard E. Grant, like, really doesn't want him to do it. Of course not. But. Yeah. So. So he ends up taking this job. He's traveling up, and you know there, there's a part where they're in Vegas, and oh man, it's just it's such a cool movie. There's action everywhere, but there's also like human interest pieces. Well, that's what makes it good. Yeah. You that's exactly you really, it. and that's the thing about X Men. 
And I think my main, my, at least personally, my main complaint with the X-Men movies is you don't really get the chance to get to know any of the characters the way you should. Yeah. You know, X movie Professor X a little bit, movie Magneto a little bit, movie Jean Grey, no, movie Cyclops, no, movie Beast, not really. Yeah. You know, like, so many characters don't really get the depth that I think that they should. Uh, Rogue is a good example Absolutely. as well. Absolutely, Rogue is a perfect example. Um, Kitty Pride. Yeah. I, well, that's the thing, though. Like you're getting... And, and you, you, you give them all such good actors, too. Yeah. So it feels like even more of a waste when it's... it. You just kind of get an action movie out of, out of X-Men because X-Men... At its core, really, is a drama. Well, absolutely, it's about the struggle to survive and overcoming, mm-hmm. and you know, and being, it's about these characters that are, are family to each other. Yeah, and it, it's never really. I feel like this is the first X Men movie to really nail that that family feel, even I with a couple, of, even with just a couple of the characters. Absolutely, and I mean, in the, like like Jesse's saying, like in the sense of character development in previous movies. You don't get it because it is an action movie at the core. At least with this one, you are getting those moments with Xavier. I mean, spoiler alert here, Charles dies. But but just before he dies, he just had, and he says this in the movie, the best night of his life in such a long time. He felt like he belonged in a family. He felt, you know, whole and completed. And as he turns over, because he's lying in the bed, he's saying this first thing in the morning, he thinks he's talking to Logan, but it actually turns out to be uh, another clone of Logan. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did you... What do you think about that? I thought it was all right. I thought it was clone an Logan. interesting concept. I mean, I don't know why. I don't like that it was guys. called X-24. Well, okay, I'll give you that. That, that was, was a kinda, little bit of a, a fucking... Dumb. That was kind of stupid. Um, he but, sh- if anything, he should have been like X-1 because he was the first one, but like they also... He's out of control because at one point... They're not able to control him. Yeah. He's fucking out of hand. I, I think that... He's in super any, primitive. Look, I think that in any movie other than Hugh Jackman's final Wolverine movie, Hugh Jackman Wolverine versus Hugh Jackman Wolverine <laughs> might have been a little bit too much. I, I don't disagree with that. But... <laughs> it works. It works. A little bit, yeah. It works, because you're, you're, getting, you're getting old man Hugh Jackman, but you're also getting like... Younger feeling rich. And, and look, look, look. There's, there's a lot of serious feelings in this movie. Oh, this movie's the feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't mind Wolverine clone kind of throwing a little bit of camp in there. I don't either. Just the tiniest bit. And it, I mean, for, for what the story was, you know, this, this grand kind of essentially this Mad Max chase kind of thing. Right. I think it worked. I think it, I mean, yeah, it's a little campy, but I think it actually ultimately worked with the story plot because you do have all of these clones basically trying to come together so they can escape over into Canada and get over the border and be free, essentially. Yeah. I mean, it, it works for, for the story that they're telling. Yeah, who better to really come back and take down Wolverine? Well, exactly. So something that I kind of dug about this movie was the use of X-Men comics. Oh, yeah, they did a great job with that. That, that was, was brilliant. Cool. Yeah. So so one of the things going on in this world is that X-23 actually has in her backpack several X-Men comic books. Yeah. 
And were they, uh, were they, did you catch, were they called X-Men? They were called un- X-Men. Was it Uncanny X-Men? You know, was I, it, like, I didn't, what was it exactly? I didn't catch the specifics, I just remember seeing X-Men on the comics. Okay. You got like Wolverine and Beast and Charles on there. And, and they have like... slightly different costumes from the comic ones, but kind of the comic yeah. ones. But like, it's not, <clears throat> so, it's a little off. Yeah, but the other thing too though is that it actually... Which is how you know they're not real comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. But they also prove to be a plot point in the in the story, which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because the the goal is they're trying to get to quote unquote Eden, right? This place where they can be free and they don't have to worry about you know being slaves and clones and all that kind of shit. Right. So the whole thing is is that Logan, after this fucking day of bullshit, is sitting in a bar, drinking because he's become an alcoholic at this point. He pulls out one of the comics <clears throat> and sees on it. The coordinates that he was given from the the handler of X-23 before she died, Mm. and he took over and was transporting her, he opens it up and sees the coordinates for Eden inside the fucking comic book. And then he fucking loses it. He's like, this is bullshit. It's in a fucking comic book. It's not real. Yeah. So he fucking, you know, and that's the whole thing is that they're following this. Well, it's kind of interesting because place. because it's it kind of harkens back even to the original X Men movie where they were all in like the black leather outfits mm-hmm. and it was like this isn't like the comic books. It's more realistic. It's yeah. more grounded. Yeah, and and it's kind of a nice not not nod to that, but kind of play on that totally in a, in a weird way. Well, and he also makes comic- as as comic book movies have become more comic booky. Yeah. He also makes he also makes reference to the fact that these are just fucking stories. These are exaggerated. He actually lived this shit, and that these comic books are nothing but trash. Right. But for someone like X twenty three, this is kind of for her survival. You know, this is she's experiencing essentially the future of what came from the X Men series. Yeah. That she's reading in stories. She is that living continuation of that. And now mm-hmm. Wolverine, one of these central figures, is actually the driving force behind getting her and the other clones to freedom. Yeah. And it's, it's just the way they tied that in, I think, was actually phenomenal. I think it was actually a really smart point. And back to your point with, you know, how comics or these comic book movies started off trying to be real and like, you know. Well, especially then, yeah. Yeah, just to kind of harken back to the fact that and especially comic book movies are sillies. Yeah. But at the same time, there's well, supposed to no, be stories you also based look, upon... You also look at ones that have kind of achieved that, that really nice balance. A lot of the Marvel Studios stuff. Yeah. And even kind of more recently with Deadpool, with, with yep. Fox. And you look at how far it's come since that initial X-Men movie. Absolutely. And it's kind of that nice little... We we never really did that full comic booky thing yeah. with the X-Men movie... But it's still a nice way to utilize that in it's, some way. It's still relevant in the world. Yeah. It's it, still it, actually it, something that was written down. Yeah, it might have actually happened in the world, but it was also something that kids would be reading about like we are in our world. Right. And I think that's kind of cool the way it ties that together. It kind of mm. crosses this line. It blurs it into like reality. You know, you watch a zombie movie... And no one in the fucking world of the zombie movies has ever seen a fucking zombie movie in their life. Right. Oh, zombie. What, what is this? I don't even know what this is. You know, they're freaking out. But at least in this world where the X-Men lived, kids are still reading the stories of the X-Men via the format we are reading X-Men in our world. And I like that the way it kind of 
crosses that line. It's it's you know it blurs our world with an imaginary world. Yeah, and grounds it in realism. So, what do you think should happen with the X Men franchise next? I think they should not recast Wolverine for some time. Right. I do think that X twenty three should become more of a crucial character. Do you well? How do you want to implement her? Do you want like like a time travel thing or? Because I mean, X Men and time travel. Oh, they go hand in they hand. They go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you necessarily need time travel. I think what you could do is you could do an X twenty three solo movie where you start off with her escaping into what would be Eden. And then, going from that point... So just continuing. Aging her several years into the future. No, but I mean in terms of, like, let's say you do the next X-Men movie, and you want a Wolverine of, of some kind... Well, what I'm saying team. is, do an X-23 movie first. Right. In that movie, age her several years, and then jump her into something like X-Force. And then incorporate her as the Wolverine character into yeah, the yeah. remaining X-Men movies you're going to produce. Mm-hmm. I think that well, that would that, that would require like time travel at that point. Sure, whatever the case, yeah. you can do it because it's X Men. Time travel happens all the fucking time. Yeah, is the future past literally time travel? But that's what I'm saying. Like, even if you just start off like the next movie is an X twenty three movie, you age her in that movie, however you want to. You know, maybe it'll time elapses eight years, whatever the case. She travels through time, whatever, but. Aging her in that movie and then using X-23 as your new Wolverine character for the next while and incorporating her into the rest of the franchise right. as the Wolverine character, I think that would be a great idea. It, I mean, that would be cool. I'd like to see more of her, for sure. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I would do if I was making those movies. I think, I think and the only reason I think this isn't an option is because of Deadpool. But I think they should just reboot it. Why? What do you mean reboot? You mean like the give, whole... Give X-Men a fresh start. Well, I, I don't think you necessarily have to give it a fresh start. I, I think, I think you point. do. I think this series should be done at this point. Well, I I mean, first class and stuff kind of... But took first away class still me. kind of leads into... Yeah, yeah, but I, I feel like it took away from me. So I don't necessarily disagree with maybe just a fresh start. Deadpool. I like the first class stuff. Do a cable movie, you know, and then you got your fucking X Force, you know, and then you you can kind of see Deadpool mm-hmm. would have to be kind of part of. Yeah, you know, but what I'm saying is Deadpool would be part of that. You would start the the new franchise reboot with, with Deadpool. Deadpool, then you have X twenty three. You do a cable movie. You're doing an X Force movie. You merge those three into one. You can pull in your Cyclops at that point. Yeah, I thought. Look, I thought X Men Apocalypse was okay, but I, I, it wasn't the jump that I wanted it to be. Yeah. To me, this was our chance to get a fresh take on the the main X Men core characters. Yeah. And I wanted them to do something a little bit more Marvel Studios with it. That's fair. And we still, it was still a little too, what that initial X Men movie was. I I got that. I think I think at this point now with Deadpool the way it is and its success of its team, yeah, it's essentially the Iron Man of the Marvel universe for X Men. You know, this is what like, is Deadpool? Yeah, it's like I, this I, is big. We have a lot of potential with this character, so we're gonna pump out a second movie. Then no, like Deadpool's a, the Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Uh, Hugh Jackman was the the Iron yeah, but Man. But Hugh Jackman's dead now. What I'm saying is you're starting over. Yeah, yeah. You're starting Deadpool's from ground new, zero. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's the one's launching this. Then you get an X twenty three. You get a cable. You get an X force. You bring in your Cyclops. You bring in your Angel, right? You know, relying on the fact that Xavier's dead, Logan's dead, they're gone. Do you? You think start anew, away from you know. In, in my opinion, the shitty Brian Singer crap. Getting away from that right. and, and and starting fresh from what it should have been from the beginning. Right. Um, I mean, I think that there was an evolution to it, and I kind of get why it had to be that way. But it, I feel like it should be further along at this point. Here's here's the question. I think that it's fair to say that, especially with the success of Deadpool and Logan now, that we're going to be seeing more R-rated, like X-Force, totally. I can see being R-rated, totally. and things like that. I agree. Do you think we should start seeing X-Men become more adult? Like the main X-Men movies. No, I say keep the X-Men movies the way they are. I think are. they should go PG-13. I agree. Keep them the way they I, are. No, PG-13, I don't, whatever. Yeah, I but, think they should go a little bit darker. But focus on your, your Deadpool, your X-23, your Cable. Focus on them being your R-rated series and your X-Men being your PG-13 series. Because the X-Force, as we know, and we've discussed this in previous podcasts, right. are the, the X-Men who do the dirty job. right? The job that the X-Men won't do is what the X-Force does. You have the perfect setup now to basically create two streams of movie franchises. Yeah. You keep the X-Men as your PG-13 route, and you keep your X-Force as the, the R-rated adult right. stylized. But see, I would still like to see more character stuff in my X-Men movies. Because you know what? X-Force, look, X-Force is fine. Deadpool's fine. But as an X-Men fan, the characters that I still actually give a shit about are the ones in the X-Men movies. But they're the ones that are not getting proper treatment. And I don't think they ever will get proper treatment because of the, I mean, there, there's a lot of characters that everyone wants people to focus on with those, when it comes to those movies. Right. At least with X-Force and those characters, you have a smaller core. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the X-Men, you have a larger core of people. So I think that's why with, with X-Force, you can get more adult situations and more you know, adult content because you have a smaller core of people to pull from. Whereas with X-Men, it's harder to kind of get in-depth character focus because you have 50 characters. If, you know, if they... Well, if I they, mean, well, X-Force listen, has listen. its fair fucking yeah, share but of, listen, of members listen. as well. If, if, if we spend a movie focusing on Cyclops, the non-Cyclops fans are going to be pissed. The people who are fucking, you know, Magneto fans are going to be like, what the fuck? I didn't get Magneto. All I got was Cyclops. Or you're gonna have people who are like, "I'm an Emma Frost fan." What the fuck? You know That's what? What's gonna where, happen? where is the Emma Frost shit? You could do Cyclops wow. and Emma Frost in one fucking movie together. Sure, you could. Totally. I don't know why they haven't. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, well, because they would have to do Emma Frost properly first. Well, yeah, but that—that's a whole other fucking ballpark to play in. But my my point is, is that with X Men, there's more. Diehard fans with specific characters, and there's so many characters with X Men versus something like X Force, where it's a little easier to focus on character development with a smaller core versus a larger. You core. could no, you could do the same thing with both teams. I don't know. I disagree, but you you could. I disagree. Regardless, though, uh, Jesse, overall, what would you give Logan? I'll give it a ten. Give it a ten. Yeah. I out of it. out of what? Out of ten. Holy fuck. Yeah. Ten out of ten. 
I mean, look, look, look. I'm not saying it's the perfect... I'm not saying it's the fucking second coming of movies and it's amazing. I really liked it. I walked out of it very, very fulfilled, very, very interested, and very, very sad that I would never get to see Hugh Jackman as Wolverine again, more so than I thought. And to me, that's a 10 out of 10. It's fair. Yeah? I would probably give it more like a a 9 out of 10. Really? Well, I mean, I understand where your argument's coming from. Okay, look, it's got a couple little nitpicks. Well, that's... But it was really fucking good. I don't disagree. It was fucking amazing. It's... I feel like when something that good comes along, it deserves a 10. I will say that the Hugh Jackman stuff, it was, you know, the kind of closing to an era. This was the best serious comic book movie since Dark Knight. If, if I'm contrasting this to any other superhero ma- movie made, this is arguably the best superhero movie I've seen. This is, hands down, the best X-Men movie over, ever. Would you say over Dark Knight? I would say over Dark Knight, yes. Dark it's Knight the was best great. you've ever seen, but you won't give it a 10. No, because I wouldn't give Dark Knight a 10. There's no way I would give you Dark are, Knight a 10. You people and your fickleness with your fucking 10s. You people. Well, that's yeah. a racist. You're white. <laughs> Regardless, uh, no, I, I would give it a nine. There's, okay. there's some things about it I, yeah, okay, we're a little corny. I guess I'm just a ten slut. Yeah, you are a ten yeah. slut, apparently, even though you deny that all the time. Uh, but I feel like if you, whatever. I would say this is definitely one of the best superhero movies I've ever watched. But with that being said, superhero movies... I also feel are way overdone now, and right. I'm kind of honestly sick and tired of them. It actually was like pulling teeth to get me to go see Logan. No, but I feel I like was this one gave me a bit of a second wind. A little, that, and that's and that's reasonable, and I won't I won't deny that. I mean, the last, I mean, I saw Deadpool. I love Deadpool, but there wasn't a whole lot of movies previous to that that I'd I was say like, this hyped was, to see. I would say this was better than Deadpool. I I would agree. And this Deadpool was, was good, don't get me wrong, this but had to more, me, this had more meat to it. Well, this had more development of characters. You actually got more of a sense of how they're feeling, what they're going through. Yeah. With Deadpool, it's like, yeah, that sucks. You got tortured, you lost your girlfriend, but you got your girlfriend back in the end, and you won anyway. Yeah, you don't get that clean-cut, happy ending at the end of Logan. Yeah. And I think it was more and, real in that sense, mm-hmm. which is why I would definitely rate it higher than Deadpool. But again, I think part of the reason I wouldn't give it a 10 is superhero movie f- fatigue. It's it is another superhero movie. Right. It still ultimately plays out like a superhero movie. But there's a uh, lot of, of other elements to it that do elevate it above a regular superhero movie. Right. And that's why I would say a 9 out of 10. I wouldn't give it, you know, Okay, but as a superhero movie like in that If bubble, I'm only ranking superhero movies as a movies, bubble, as yeah, a bubble, in, in in the bubble. It's a 10 out of 10. Yeah, give me that fucking Yeah, you're right it is. Because it's the best superhero movie made. It was great. better than Dark Knight. I completely yes. I don't know. I I mean Dark Knight was great, but Too soon to say. Too soon. Okay. I think it's better than Dark Knight, but that's my opinion. Better than the Batman. Shit. Yeah, but I'm not a huge Batman guy. Yeah, I like both. I like everything. Let's... I like X-Men and Batman. Well, And other things. I would like to see Batman vs. X-Men. That'd be dope. Batman v. X-Men. I'm sure it's happened. On that note, our next major I know podcast... Teen Titan versus X-Men happened. That was That's thing. pretty cool. It's a comic. We, we should, should do that, do that actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So That's look forward to that at some <laughs> point. But on that note, I think that is it for Logan, our yeah. movie special here. 
Um, the next major podcast that we're doing is going to be Avengers versus X Men. Yeah, we're we're going to argue about because Jesse's very much in favor of the X Men, and I'm very much in favor of the Avengers. Yeah, you fucking fascist. Wow, fascism works. What can I say? <laughs> we haven't even started. On that and note, we already got to that point. There you go. On that note, thank you for joining us today. Yep. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach us via Go watch email. Logan. If you've watched Logan, go watch it again. There you go. If you you've can, watched it twice, go see it a third time. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud. Just search Requiem Comics. Yeah. That's it for our Logan review. So like Jesse said, go fucking watch Logan because it's, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. Have a good one.